Okay. Good morning, everyone. I am Sophaline Mao from Success Against the Odds podcast, and I have the honor today of interviewing the incredible Mrs. Joanne Tan. Yay! Good morning. Hi, Hi. everybody. Hi, Joanne. Hi, Sophie. Uh, Thank you for my coffee this morning. She (laughs) got me coffee. Um, So we are in her beautiful event space here called Good Morning Maxwell, right here in downtown Livermore. So I'm super excited. I just couldn't wait to have a chat with Joanne and really just, you know, talk about where she's been and where she's going and how things are. So how are you feeling this morning, girl? I am excited. <laughs> Me too. Me too. It's been quite a week for us. We've been very busy with all the different locations that we have. Um, people are back from summer break. That's right. So definitely um, from baby showers, bridal showers, meetings, mixers, it's just all happening. That's amazing. Yeah. So maybe can you share with us how long has Good Morning Maxwell been here and what inspired you to create this event space? So we opened February 27th of 2020. So literally two weeks before the pandemic happened, um, which was quite a journey. Yeah, I'll say. I think, you know, at that time, I was still working um, for Parks and Rec at that time. I still had a day job and I had to open the space with the intention of building a physical platform for really for working moms who had a side hustle for stay-at-home moms who wanted to create something out of their hobbies and their passion and generate, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit of profit um, with whatever it is that they enjoy the most, whether it's baking, candle making, macrame, um, you name it. And I wanted to build almost like an incubation lab Mm -hmm. wherein people can host their own workshops, test it with the audience and um personally for me i wanted to be able to share my knowledge in Mm -hmm. building a business that's incredible joanne and so go back again you said you were working full-time for parks and rec could you share a little bit more about that experience and what were you doing there yeah so i have been when i opened gmm um i was in the hospitality industry for well over a decade so that kind of makes sense because you have a hospitality background yeah okay yeah Yeah, so i worked for hotels for about 10 years Mm -hmm. i moved from manila from the philippines when i was 20 as as soon as i finished my um degree and at de la salle university in the in Manila. I had moved here and um, again, another perfect timing because it was 2007 and it was the recession. Right before the global economic <laughs> right. crisis. Oh my gosh. Right. I think it was, I think it had already actually started mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I couldn't get a job oh my God. <laughs> in 07, but I got lucky um, that I landed my very first hotel in San Francisco, um, close to city hall. And, um, my GM then took me under his wing Mm -hmm. and really taught me the ropes of the hospitality industry. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you had a mentor who kind of like guided you and showed you the way. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I'm still very close um, to him until this day. Mm -hmm. He really, um, 
taught me all the things that I need to know with a hotel and running a hotel is just like, you know, mm-hmm. he always says it's like running your own city Yeah, absolutely. because you learn everything from food and beverage to guest service, to housekeeping, to staffing, staffing, yeah. interior design, <laughs> operations, HR, everything. Wow. Yeah. But I had um, an amazing um, time at my very first property. I think I spent about four years there and oh, then wow. I hopped, you know, just like with, with any hotel um, people out there, uh, they could relate, you know, the way that you grow, you grow in a uh, hospitality industry is for you to hop around from a tourist hotel to a convention hotel mm-hmm. to a resort for you to be able to really grasp the different types sure. of, of service um, out there. Um, so I spent about 10 years doing that and then another six years. So after different positions, different hotels, mm-hmm. hopping from San Francisco to San Jose and then West region. Wow. I uh, got lucky mm-hmm. um, that I was offered a position for a private company that managed um, parks. So state parks and national parks. Wow. Yeah. So, and how long were you there and what was your role there? I, I want to say about six years. Oh, wow. Um, I was their first salesperson. They hired me primarily to build um, recreation and services okay. and events at the different parks. Mm-hmm. When I had started, we only had about 16 parks. Um oh, wow which quickly grew by the time that I was there. Um, I was part of the acquisition team. And so we would, you know, go a lot, a lot of people doesn't know this, but um, most parks would partner with a private company. Oh um, yeah. To I be able to, yeah. They build, you know, they bring in a private company to be able to build campgrounds, mm. marinas, um, pontoon boats, jet wow. skis. <laughs> Maybe oh, I, not jet skis. I actually oh, yeah, learned I actually something from Joanne today. That's so, yeah, I yeah. never knew that. Yeah. Wow. It's a partnership. It's a great partnership. Yeah. That way you could, you know, uh, create more variety of mm-hmm. services for the folks um, and really promote um, outdoor recreation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with this new generation, it's just mm-hmm. changed a lot. You know, yeah. people don't, um, well, I guess, you know, it's like 50 50. There's like a lot of folks who have just like stayed away from outdoor and sure. camping. Yeah. They prefer glamping. Glamping. Yeah. I, I, I would be a glamper, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> My my son's the same way because when I had my son, he grew up while I was at the hotels. Yeah. So you know, room service and all. He yeah. Would, you exactly. Know, at yeah. Five years old, he'd pick up the phone and ask for room service, but that's free. If there could be a way to go glamping with room service, right. I would I would be down for that, Joanne. So I hope you start up a new business. And do that. So actually, that's at the cool. latter part of my career yeah. in in um, with the parks, that's what I did. I had uh, partnered with a glamping company a company that specifically built glamping units and we built glamping tents over in southern california in utah wow yeah so within the six years we grew from 16 parks to about 26 27 that's massive yeah so at that time you know it was just like I think you can relate to this, right? Mm-hmm. When you're an immigrant, yeah. um, a brown, Asian, petite. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, that's the reality of yeah, it. Yeah, and in America, you, there's so much desire mm-hmm. to just be constantly um, promoted yeah. and yeah. Um, to gain more influence and, and um, I don't know, platform, I mm-hmm. guess, you know? Yeah. 
Um, and so throughout my career, the 10 years, you know, from hotel, I was always, I started as an executive assistant that mm-hmm. didn't yeah. pan out too well. <laughs> I lasted three weeks, I John think. was like, oh, I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> my GM was yeah. like, I don't think you're really an executive assistant material. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then he, he, you know, he, I guess like I have so much optimism and enthusiasm that he wanted to mm-hmm. bring into this historic hotel. And so I brought a lot of that. I brought a lot of innovative ideas and in my head, you know, and actually I was very open about it. I keep mm-hmm. telling him at 23, I need to be a director. Yeah. Very ambitious. And I think that's one of the things as um, women and as we change our roles as women, obviously when we become um, you know, a spouse, a, a parent, right, mm-hmm. Joanne, or, mm-hmm. you know, we're a daughter, we're mm-hmm. also a sister. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes um, we often put aside our ambitions. And right. so that's one of the things that right. I think, you know, like for us, Joanne and mm-hmm. I, one of the shared values that we have is, you know, as women, mm-hmm. as Asian American women, mm-hmm. as um, also, you know, immigrants, right? Mm-hmm. Like where we we have the background of like coming to America with nothing right and building yourself up like we always feel like you know ambition should always be something that we strive for and that the people in our lives whether mm-hmm. it's our husbands our parents our mm-hmm. siblings or our just our friends you mm-hmm. know that sometimes um i don't know how you feel about it joanne but sometimes i feel like if you are too ambitious sometimes it scares people off and yeah. sometimes it puts people off or sometimes yeah. it creates like this dynamic where they feel like mm-hmm. oh my god like she's too ambitious right ambitious she doesn't have time right for family or right. how do you, um, right. I guess I'm curious cause you know, I don't have children, but mm-hmm. you, you are a proud mom mm-hmm. and you do a lot. So mm-hmm. how do you find balance or not even just balance, but how do you maneuver around being a working mom mm-hmm. and a business owner? Mm-hmm. Could you share with us? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's one of actually my favorite topics to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think oh. there's other women here who probably go through the same. Yeah. yeah. But primarily because I have always been an advocate mm-hmm. of not stopping just because you have, you know, children. It doesn't mean that you can't pursue your career or you can't, um, start your own business and that you have to give up your dreams and your career. Like for me, you know, I was very lucky. I grew up in a family, a big family that really supported women being in the workplace. And despite growing and growing up in the Philippines, I had always taken the leadership role. Mm -hmm. I was always student counsel. It was Mm -hmm. more of that idea of, so I I grew up with a single mom. So I didn't really have, you know, a father, Mm -hmm. like the dad per se, you know, in in an Asian country. Like that masculine. Yeah, yeah, that like they were a fan. Energy, yeah. Like, that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But my brother, my eldest brother, you know, has always mm-hmm. like stepped in into that role. But he he was he was cool. Right. Yeah. So yeah. he's just like, I'm here. You know, I will support you. You do what you need to do. But just remember X, Y and Z. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. had that latitude to really choose, pick and choose wow. where I'd want to be and who I want to be. Um I had um, Liam Maxwell, my son, I had him pretty young. I I was 27. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that was one of the most, obviously, life-changing moments in in my life, but also with my career. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, you know, at 20, when I had started, you know, became an EA, a project manager within like a couple of months after Mm -hmm. that, and that was my very first gig. That was my very first job. And then 
quickly, you know, be, you know, proved myself and I became a, I did become a director in 23. Wow. I did get the director of marketing position in 23, got very blessed and lucky working with, um, with the mayor at that time. Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of like mid-market, um, rehabilitation is yeah, everything. I mean, was, that experience yeah, in your twenties yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Especially being new to mm -hmm. the U S at that yeah, time. That right. was, I think that was that moment really taught me how much opportunity I really mm -hmm. had. Yeah. And it was just a matter of saying yes. Yeah. Saying yes. Yeah. You know, um, one of my mentors said like, you know, just say yes, mm -hmm. figure it out. And you're there. You know, it's funny because um, oftentimes as women, we shy away yes. from new things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's a feeling of, um, you know, there's like that buzzword, you know, like imposter syndrome. And right. really, um, imposter right. syndrome is just a lack of confidence. Right. 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 But I, I agree with Joanne. You know, one of the things that I've always been um, told, too, is like if an opportunity presents itself, mm -hmm. Take mm -hmm. it. And I think it was Sir Richard mm -hmm. Branson. Yeah. I think Yay. it was Sir Richard Branson. So shout out Sir Richard Branson. <laughs> Thank you for that. No, but he said like when an opportunity presents itself, say yes mm -hmm. and then figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. 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 You know, kind of like the fake it till you make it. Well, yeah, type of exactly. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. But I always caution people like, yes, you could, mm -hmm. you could do that in mm -hmm. the beginning, but make sure you do your homework. You That's know, right. you got to put right. in the time to actually learn it so that when you're yeah. in there already and you got the title, you got the position, you have something to show for. Absolutely, Joanne. Yeah. yeah. And um, talking about, you know, imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. right? I think everybody, whether it's men or women mm -hmm. or singles or, you know, I feel like sometimes we all deal with that. So um, can you recall a time when you felt that imposter syndrome um, feeling and then how did you kind of navigate through that and, and overcome it? Hmm. Okay, I, I want to say that I didn't, you know what, mm -hmm. funny enough, I didn't really feel much of that working for corporate because mm -hmm. I felt like working for a company, working for a big brand, I also worked for the Fairmont as the public relations oh, head in, wow. in San Jose. Um, you know, there's a big brand in front of you. You know, and there's an army of folks who are there ready to support you, back you up, gotcha. whether you do good or you don't do as well. They have it all ironed out, mm, you I know, so, so like was, yeah. you're, you're never really alone. Right. 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 And and ironically enough, I felt the import, import, imposter syndrome the most when I had open morning muscle. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because all of a sudden I'm exposed and there's nobody behind me. Well, you know, of course, you have your family and friends, sure, but sure. like you don't have layers of folks mm -hmm. yeah. working for you or with you, right? That makes sense. I could see that because then once you're an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. you are everything. Like yeah. You are the janitor. Yes. You are the marketing. Yes. You are the finance. Yes. You are the HR. Yes. yes. I could see that. Yes. yes. And you are your brand. Mm -hmm. So. Right. Every single comment, every single feedback that people say about the space when they rent it for an event or when we do a community event, mm -hmm. a mixer, yeah. a market, anything, any comment, you know, this is why you really got to have thick skin thick when you skin, own absolutely. a small business, yes. affects you. Yeah, because it's... It's um, it's like it's your baby. It's your baby, and no one wants to hear that their right. baby's ugly, right? Like, <laughs> or, 
and or like oh it's okay it's okay you know like, it's like, you're like, like no like, no i think um to that point joanne I, I i do i do see that because as an entrepreneur like how you are like mm-hmm. good morning maxwell this event space every i could see when i come in the space like every detail <laughs> is has joanne like a touch of joanne or yeah. like you know like the feeling right. and the and and um i i can i could see how one could take that yeah right yeah yeah and especially you know people aren't always nice about giving feedback right 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 right. i and for me you know being in in the hospitality for so long we're we're used to that Mm -hmm. right especially if you go work for a high-end hotel sure the things you hear is just like Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes ma'am. sir. Okay. I apologize. Yeah. Let me get back to you. And you shake it off, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, you're just like, all right, yeah. you know, like, okay, well, let's keep moving. Let, yeah. Let's figure this out and, you know, and just brush it off. Yeah. But when you own your own, your own business yeah. and you welcome guests into your space and, and you talk about details, we, like, every single detail oh you yeah know. you guys should see her bathroom like <laughs> i walked in i was like oh my god it's yeah. so cute yeah. but yeah joanne has done such yeah. an amazing job with the space yeah. and um you know like in terms of uh kind of where good good morning maxwell is at right now um what are your ambitions for the business because you have two mm-hmm. locations now mm-hmm. so what do you three, foresee yeah. or three it's, well actually four, four under the brand oh yeah Amazing. yeah but let me you know I'll, I'll answer that but just mm-hmm. going back a little bit mm-hmm. to what you asked me um about being a mom and yes. all that because that's something that i really want to be able to share yes um so like i said i had leah maxwell at the age of 27 and that really really changed things for me um um, personal and career because mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, I used to stay home, stay at work until 10 p.m. at night. Right. I would be there first thing, you know, if there's a JP Morgan conference in the city, <laughs> Salesforce conference in yeah, the city. Yeah, that's right. You're like, really like you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, who created all the iPads <laughs> that I have, um, but it, it was just so much work, and all of a sudden you know, I'm like, I'm sorry, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. I gotta head home. I'm gonna pick up my son from daycare. I gotta, you know, be there for um, my son's presentation at preschool. Yeah. And there's a certain, in the beginning, right, the first few years, a feeling of shame. Hmm. Honestly, mm. there was that feeling of like, shame in both worlds, mm-hmm. both at home of not being able to be 100% yeah. present mm-hmm. in all of my, my son's school activities and just like little soccer games and all that because i have to be at this you know a trade show right you know trade shows were the pain of my existence back then because i have to like fly in fly out and i would miss three four days of not seeing him and he was so small he was so tiny um so there was shame and then also shame at work feeling mm-hmm. guilty for leaving home early right and just like yeah. it's five o'clock sorry mm-hmm. guys peace mm-hmm. out gotta go um so there was so much of that until i don't know really what happened if i just got immune to it or i um i got tired of feeling mm-hmm. guilty yeah but i, I think i at the age of 30, I think it was 30 or 31, um, I got sick and I w- went through um, a surgery. Mm. Um, I had a major health issue at that time and um, actually passed out <laughs> oh um, while I was in the car. And, you know, in that moment, we're in. 
Um, and my son was with me. And um, and then so luckily my husband works for a healthcare company. Right. And so he rushed me and I could just, you know, hear my son in the background asking like, is she dead? Is she oh, dead? no. He <laughs> was so tiny. And, and that moment mm-hmm. just really um woke me up yeah like yeah like what really matters in life what's yeah yeah what's important yeah what's the use Mm -hmm. of me killing myself you know for another promotion for work and not not to say that you know that people shouldn't strive hard for a promotion and women shouldn't give their all in the workplace that's not absolutely right not what I'm saying, but for me as a mom, yeah. as a working mom, balance mm-hmm. and prioritizing that family does come first. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Joanne, you know, again, um, again, from my perspective of, you know, I didn't have children, yeah. right? I, so I definitely can empathize because I have girlfriends who mm-hmm. share that. I don't, yeah, it's not like shame or it's not like guilt, but it's like, you feel, you feel a sense of like, you're not giving it your all yes. at work. Yes. Right. Whereas yes. like I would, I would, yes. I would travel if I needed to. Yeah. I would. Yeah. You um, traveled a lot. Yeah. For, like, like relocate. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I, I relocated to Country. another region of the world. Um, and then I would stay late. So mm-hmm. to that point, you know, right. I, for me, but it, it is a, it is a, it is like, um, a, a sacrifice as well. Right. 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 But then see, I don't have the joy of like knowing what motherhood is mm-hmm. like or raising children mm-hmm. or having that mm-hmm. joy, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but, but what's funny is that in your twenties, the travel part of having sure. to fly into another country, another city, a mm-hmm. state was a benefit. Yeah. It was an amazing thing yeah. of like living in your luggage from your suitcase, yeah. right? Or just seeing out the world, right? Yeah, yeah, seeing the world and have your company credit <laughs> card to pay right. for, yeah. you know, yeah. for your expenses. Yeah, that no, was like living high. It's just like, oh, like I've made it, you yeah, know, that feeling. Absolutely. And then you start your family and you're just like, no, no, thank you. I, I'm good. Well, I think when also... I yeah. And I think, and I think that's really great that you brought that up for a lot of um, our women listeners as well, is that your priorities change mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and your ambitions mm-hmm. can change. Yes. And yes. one of the things that I learned is that it's okay. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Like you go through um, certain phases in your life, like, like you said, Joanne, mm-hmm. where like maybe in your twenties, it's all mm-hmm. about your career mm-hmm. and traveling mm-hmm. and seeing the world right. and experiences. Right. And then once you settle down and you now all of a sudden you have this beautiful human life mm-hmm. that you're responsible mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. then your priorities change mm-hmm. and I think that and that's mm-hmm. okay right and, and it's okay yeah and and I think you know as you mature as you grow as you change um your your pace right in life because mm-hmm. I felt like in my 20s I'm always running yes. running, running. Yes. it's like you're running for the next promotion the next title the next this yes. the next um mm-hmm. you know success story you're you realize as you get your older that your definition, your connotation of success yeah. changes. Absolutely. It changes. And mind you, it's not just motherhood. Mm-hmm. It, you don't have to be to bear child. You don't have to be a mom for your for your definition of success to mm-hmm. change. Right. It's just life unfolding and happening in front of you and being able to experience different things and you being able to identify what serves you. That's it. Right. That's it. At yeah. that moment. Yeah. yeah. And you're, you nailed it. It's, you're absolutely right. It's a matter of what do you want right now? Yeah, I, exactly. And to your point, Joanne, like 
um, as things happen, you know, like, um, you know, I was always, you know, I was like single for like, yeah, 40 something years of my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's be real. But once I got married and yeah. I said, okay, you know, so my role, yeah. my yeah. role changed, yeah. my priorities yeah. changed yeah. and, and, um, welcoming that new, um, role, I guess, right. into your life, mm-hmm. but also uh, what's really important. This is something that Joanne and I often talk mm-hmm. about is just like, um, accepting that new role but then also like how do you preserve yes like your identity don't lose yourself and not lose yourself yes. because um it's so easy to get pulled into it and like I don't want to say sucked into it but you get pulled into like oh my gosh like I have to be there for my spouse my kids and yes you do but I, I have so many friends that like sometimes they do lose themselves yeah. Yeah. and then yeah. and then they go they go through right right tough time right and yeah, did you see the Barbie movie? I did not see the Barbie <laughs> movie. I still have to go see the Barbie yeah, movie. You oh, have to see it. You have to see it, you know, amidst like the whole marketing stint that they've done, which is genius, by the way. Um, the last part really talked a lot about that, about being able to be all that, you know, excelling in everything, how high the expectations are for women to excel at home, at your your workplace with your friends and to really be able to clone yourself. And then that to me too, Joanne is like that expectation of like being a superwoman, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. sometimes like often I learned, I have learned to Mm -hmm. be better about setting healthy boundaries now, especially for the people that we love and that we, we genuinely, we want to please them, provide for them, love Mm -hmm. them, care for them, support them. Right. But then sometimes what I've found is that, um, it's draining Mm -hmm. at times. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. what I've noticed now is that if I don't align with that, maybe, you know, like going somewhere or, or doing something like, like I've, I've been better now about, um, just saying, no, thank you. Right. You know? Right. And that's okay to say no. Like you don't always have to be a people pleaser. Right. Right. Absolutely. And for Asian women in general, yes, I think, um, maybe not in general, but like for many Asian women, Mm -hmm. it's very hard for us to say no. Absolutely. Cause we are, um, the, the, the values that are instilled in us, you know, traditionally, right. Right. Uh, Where, yeah. As as the matriarch, right. You kind of have to serve (laughs) like you're always the last to eat it's like oh hey go ahead you know you cook for everybody and you serve everyone you clean up after everybody oh my gosh yeah yeah yeah. props to my husband though because he he is an amazing cook (laughs) and he does all the cooking (laughs) at home um but but yes yes to your point you know um actually when liam was two Leah Maxwell was too. I wrote a children's book. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah. Um, precisely about this topic. About so it's called Funny Bunny Feelings. Oh yeah. yes, and plugging I have, it out there. Yes, and I have a copy of it. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Joanne. Yeah, you should put a link. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so it's Funny Bunny Feelings, mm-hmm. and it talks about um, and my illustrator. She is talented. She's fantastic. Yeah, the, I wrote this book. The book is beautiful, ago. guys. It's beautifully illustrated. Yeah, yeah. So Hannah Varela, she's from the UK, and she's like young, twenty anyway and I was telling her like I want the mom um bunny to look very tired and exhausted <laughs> with like you know let's be real she is batter on her hair and all <laughs> and then it, t- it talks about this this bunny who was like the best bunny mm-hmm. and collecting all the carrots and then all of a sudden bam she 
you know, she gives birth to three babies and now she can't compete as well. Um, But, you know, it really tackles and talks about. So I wrote that book. Um, Actually, just, you know, a little secret to share. It won't won't be a secret anymore. It's a children's (laughs) book. But it's actually I wrote that book with the intention to write it for for moms, wow! for working moms, mm-hmm. to be able to process the feelings, the guilt, the emotions that they have whenever they come home exhausted from work yeah. after giving their all and making sure that their colleagues or co-workers doesn't feel that they're giving less now because they're mm-hmm. a mom yeah. um, and still being able to have energy to read bedtime stories and to spend time and play with their kids when they get home. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote that book specifically so that when they read the book at night to their kid they can cry it out and it's a way for them to process, <laughs> process to process yeah. and and the, and and the last part of the book talks about how you are enough yes you're enough mm-hmm. what you give whatever it is whether mm-hmm. it's 50 percent 30 percent whatever amount of energy and joy and love that you're able to put out there it will be enough mm-hmm. for as long as it's 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 coming from you. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of times, and again, that's like the whole like um, uh, journey of what we go through, right? Mm-hmm. Whether um, I feel like everybody, we always feel like, am I enough? Like, and, and always feeling like I have to do more. I have to do more, you know? And for me, Joanne, like I've, I felt that sometimes, I don't know why, but like, you know, in my thirties, I felt like okay, I already have this like career in tech. And then yeah. I already, and then I felt like, oh, I want to go, yeah. I want to go get my MBA. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Talk about, we talk about this. I'm like, and then I was like, no, I'm going to get two yeah. masters. Like, yeah. so I went and got my master's in Asia Pacific studies. But then I always felt like, I don't know what it was, but you know, uh, I was in a corporate setting, yeah. um, you know, and um, people were getting promoted and <laughs> given all these opportunities. Yeah. And I think it goes back to like, am I enough? Yeah. I'm not enough until I go get two master's degrees right. and spend four right. years of my life and a boatload of money yeah. to get these two degrees. And then I, and then, and then, you know, and then obviously, you know, it propelled me to the Asia Pacific region, right. but Joanne, I'm like, did I really need to go and right. get, get two graduate <laughs> degrees or could I have just found another way to, you know, still get my goal accomplished, right. but not have to feel like, oh my God, I had to like do more or right. um, as we say, like overcompensate, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But but I always feel like when in moments like that, mm-hmm. right, you can't overthink it. Right. I always tell people the one of the biggest hurdle in accomplishing anything, mm-hmm. whether you're opening a business or building mm-hmm. something yeah. new or getting a promote is that don't overanalyze. Because you miss out on the timing. That's right. And if you overthink, sometimes you'll you just won't know. You won't know until you get in there, jump in both feet. Yeah, it's analysis paralysis. Yeah, because you spend so much time like thinking and thinking and right. And even just like for for me, Joanne, like right. I, you and I, we've talked about like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I want to like you know like podcast yeah. and let's share our stories and share stuff like. Finally, we were able to like, just say, you know what? Screw it. Let's just come in. I was like, girl, I'll bring my equipment and then let's just chat. And remember you were like, oh my God, should there be an outline? I was like, nah, we got this. So to that point, right. um, Sometimes we overthink it. And especially Mm -hmm. with um, sometimes like even just doing the things like, you know, you've always wanted to try a new hobby or like create a podcast or start a business. You know, sometimes we feel like we're not enough and then we feel like, oh my God, but what about this? And then as Joanne mentioned, like you overthink it and then you just end up like not doing anything. Right. 
I like I said, right? Like, I mean, um, I feel like when you think too much and you overanalyze things, you miss out on the opportunity to actually yeah. just get it done. Just do it. Just get it done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you talk about, you know, your masters, you know, have having your your double degrees and all that. I think I think you made the right choice at the right time well, when you, you're doing that because then if you never did it, then you wouldn't know what would come out of it. Absolutely. But now you know, right? right? Like for me, when I'm making decisions or when I'm opening another location and everyone was like, oh my God, like GMM, Good Morning Maxwell has only been open for three years. Now you have three, now you have four. And, and, and they always think like, what goes on in your head mm -hmm. when you open? Like, are you yeah. scared? I'm like, absolutely. I'm of scared. Course. You know, that's a big responsibility to open every single time. More pressure for me to make sure it's successful, that it works and mm -hmm. this and that. But at the same time, you know, one thing I've learned is whenever I say yes to something, right. I ask myself, what's the worst thing that could happen? I do the same. Yeah. Absolutely. What's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah. What's yep. the worst thing yeah. that could happen? Yeah. And if that bad thing, mm -hmm. right, that may or may not happen isn't really too bad, mm -hmm. then yeah. what? To your point, Joanne. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And to your point, it's always like, okay, well, what's the worst that could happen? You kind of prepare mm -hmm. yourself for it, but then mm -hmm. you also then plan for those um, right. of, yes. ways to kind of yes. maneuver around maneuver. it. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I have a my backup plan kind of. Plan A to plan D always, yeah. you know, well, yeah. if this doesn't work out, then I do this and then I do this because, you know, the moment that you identify what the bad thing that could happen, right? The worst thing that could happen if you do pursue that, the next question would be, well, what do you do if right. it does happen? Then what? Then what? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So you come up with like two to three solutions mm -hmm. as to like, you know, the hypothetical situations that could occur. And you mm -hmm. just like figure it yeah. out. And, you know, another thought too, you talked about imposter syndrome. Um, I don't know if it's women in general mm -hmm. or, yeah. you know, but it's just something that is so common amongst women starting their own business um and also in the workplace you know whenever they are given an opportunity or a position i remember so um you know talking about um pursuing higher education so i was able to do a short program over at yale um before i had left the parks and um i called my cousin actually <laughs> Right oh, wow. before, yeah. right before, like the last week of it, I flew into New Haven um, to meet the rest of my my classmates. Right, and everyone were executives. It was an executive um, wow. class, and everyone was so accomplished. And the night before, I couldn't sleep because I was in um, my hotel room with all like the lanyards and everything. You're going to meet everyone. You're going to graduate that day. And, I, and all I could think about is like, who am I? Like these, these women that I, you know, I'm going to be sitting across from um, or, you know, beside uh, who's going to be beside me or the VP of Coca-Cola, um, the deputy in chief of New York Times and, you know, someone from the UN. It was just like, here I am, little <laughs> Asian American. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you feel like, wait, am I really yeah. in this room with these people? Right. But, but right. that's like the comparison monster that we talk about. Right? Yeah. Then what yes. happens is you start comparing yourself yes. to like other people's accomplishments and other people's journeys. And right. Joanne, one of the things I had to kind of 
snap myself out of a lot of times mm -hmm. it was like my journey is my journey you know and sometimes yeah. like um the going back as a woman's like oh you know like i made a choice not to be a mother mm -hmm. you know like not to mm -hmm. have children and and my husband and I, you know, mm -hmm. we talk about that too. And that, mm -hmm. that was, it, you know, it's a mutual decision. But then also too, sometimes what happens is you get other people, other people's um, expectations of what, right. you know, what, of right. what you should be right. or what you should do. And, yeah. and it used to bother me a lot, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And sometimes that I would feel, yeah, like Catholic I, guilt. And <laughs> right, right. And sometimes I would feel like I'm not enough. Yeah. Or sometimes yeah. I would feel like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. but to, to your point, that imposter syndrome, yeah. um, it's strong. Um, what I've learned from other um, books and podcasts mm -hmm. that I've consumed mm -hmm. is that it really is just about uh, competency and mm -hmm. confidence. So, mm -hmm. so once you like, say, for example, like you said, mm -hmm. you know, you're in a room full of these executives and, but once you get to like that level of competency, we're like, wait, right. I know what you know, yeah. you know what I know. Yeah. Why, why do I need to feel yeah. Like I shouldn't be here. And and really a lot of it too is that the monster, right? It's all in our heads. It's, it's all, all in, in our heads. heads. Yes. No yes. one's thinking that. And the only person thinking about that you're not enough or mm -hmm. that you're not deserving to be there is is yourself. Is yourself. Because yeah. no one else is thinking that around you. So why are you thinking about exactly, it? Exactly, And so the day before the first day that I meet everybody, you know, my, my I called my cousin, like I said, she and she lived in the area. And I was just like, I, I don't think I should be here. Aww. Like, why would it? And she was just like, no, you were meant to be there. Really? You're, first of all, you're already there. Yeah, she's like, no, you deserve to be here, damn it. <laughs> you got it in the yeah, program. You're good, there. Good. And, and just enjoy your time Aww. and embrace it. And when I met everybody, you, I I have to say like the best, the best, most inspiring women, yeah. really yeah. life-changing um, moment for me when I met all of them and I saw my name in that classroom and I met the professors um, in person. It was just so inspiring. And all I could think about it, you know, that whole time is why, what was I so scared about? It's it's that fear until you face the fear and then you go. Mm -hmm. And then imagine if you didn't, Joanne, imagine if you mm -hmm. did let your fear take over, mm -hmm. you would have never had this incredible experience. Right. 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 Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess um, in, in wrapping up, like what are, I mean, what are three key takeaways that you want to share from the eyes of Joanne Tan, like just anything on being, you know, a business owner, being, um, you know, a mom, yeah. being a yeah. community member, entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah, um, I guess let's start with the community, right? Um, and building a business. I One thing I've learned, let's just go with what I've really learned and what I embrace now as a 100% self-employed business owner <laughs> um, is that you have to build allies, you have to have allies. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, yeah. Right. you know, being um, a business owner is lonely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like my my last CEO was always telling me, it's like, it's like feeding a monster. You got to mm. constantly feed it. You got to yeah. constantly create new things, innovate and keep up with the times and make sure that you're relevant. And it's hard when you're talking to yourself, you're brainstorming yeah, you're still with a yourself. Yeah. You're brainstorming with yourself. Aww. And, you know, and this is why our, our, you know, our new AAPI yeah. mastermind group that we yeah. created, that you know, that we started that little community um, that we started mm -hmm. is something that I'm really excited about yeah. because Me too. Yeah. you need partners. Yeah. 
and they don't have to be, you know, employed with you or they don't have to be in your business, but you need strong partners who will keep you sane, mm -hmm. who will keep you inspired, who will keep you fueled and motivated. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, as always, same thing with being in the corporate world is that you have to have a strong team. Yeah. Because... And and I think too, um, to the point about like you know, uh, as you're sharing, as in allies and your support system is really mm -hmm. important. Yeah. Um, what yeah. other what other key yeah. takeaways would yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, with with family, right? Mm -hmm. Let's go community, family, and then self. Um, with with family, yes, you're you're absolutely right. You know, I'm very lucky that my family, my husband, mm -hmm. um, is is very supportive of yeah. me being self-employed. You know, I mean, when you're self-employed, like, of course you missed a paycheck. Of course. <laughs> you know, you receive every two weeks. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. worry it's, when you're... Yeah, yeah it's comfortable. Yeah, It's comfortable. Yeah. Um, but there's so much growth and ex excitement that you can get in, in being uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Um, in, in the small business world and the type of opportunities and the type of adventures that you're able to experience is, it's just not comparable to many things. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and, you know, my partner, my husband is very supportive. He has a full-time day job. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but to that point you need, you need that team support, yeah. right? You right. guys are a team. Right. Yeah. Right. And both my boys, Liam Maxwell and my husband helps me out a lot at, yeah. at you know, at my spaces, oh. you know, building furniture and absolutely <laughs> bringing things in and out, moving things in and out. It's a family um, business. <laughs> it is a family business. My son would water all the plants. So oh. like, Liam, the plant is dying. Make oh. sure you're watering it well. Yeah. Um, Yes, yes, they're very supportive, but, but yes, having a strong support system and not just home with your friends, mm -hmm. you know, and, yeah. and I always tell my friends, you don't have to book, you don't have to buy, just like be there, mm. you know, just yeah. be present. And when I'm crying, asking, should I go back and join the workforce mm -hmm. and the the get a day job again? Just tell me, please. Like, no. Yeah. Like, yeah. Stick with it. Stick with it, Joanne. Stick with it. Yep. Yeah, and then and then lastly for for yourself, right? For oneself. Yeah, your self care. What do you do? Um, um hmm, funny you ask me <laughs> this one because it's a realization that I just recently got when I um so I started calendar blocking mm -hmm. uh one hour a day to do exercise. Good. So eight thirty to nine thirty in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my gym. <laughs> <laughs> I would go in for 45 to 45 minutes to an hour to just exercise yeah. and allow myself to really um, just shut down from everything else. Yep. And yep. meditate. You need that. Yeah. Meditate while mm -hmm. working out. Yeah. You know, I'm on the treadmill. I'm listening to my podcast. Yeah, absolutely. With Brendan Bouchard. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I listen to him too. Shout out to Brendan Bouchard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all my, you know, my self-help <laughs> podcast. But it, yeah, it's taking, important. Yeah, yeah. Because like you cannot pour out from an empty cup, right? Thank you. And as together, our instinct is to always help everyone else always give what we can always you know like we talked about yeah. you know having a hard time saying no i was in a meeting one uh, with an, a general manager actually here um in a local hotel in, in livermore and she said no is an acceptable answer yeah and that's okay and when she mentioned that to me i'm like you're yes 
You're like, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, I, I, I've decided, you know, and I, this is something, it's a practice. You can't yes. just do it one time or once a week. Like it's a practice that you have to take care of yourself mm-hmm. so you can take care of others. And Joanna, and I love that you time block because mm-hmm. when you time block, then you treat mm-hmm. it like a business meeting. Yes. You treat it like yes. a client meeting. Yes. Right. And yes. so um, I love yes. that you do that. I think it's so important. And um, I started doing that as well. Yeah. yeah. Because you do need that like one hour or two hours yeah. where you block your calendar, mm-hmm. you silence your phone, mm-hmm. you just literally retreat back into right. yourself and right. whether it's a book or right. a podcast mm-hmm. or you just need like that moment. It's mm-hmm. so important, mm-hmm. Joanne, because to your point, right. you're pouring out right. so much for everybody else. Right. You, I, you I, need I, to refuel. Yeah. And I think the bottom line is you cannot give when you have nothing left in you to That's give. so true. You know? That's so true. And yeah, yeah I think, yeah. you know, life lessons life from lessons. Sophie and Joanne. Yes. <laughs> so Joanne, first of all, thank you so much. Thank um, you. I learned so much more about you uh, in this interview. And I hope that we can do it again. And maybe, you know, we'll, we'd love to get some um, feedback on topics that maybe um, our audience members would like to just kind of, you know, for us to chat about. But other than that, Joanne, thank you so much. And again, this is the beautiful Good Morning Maxwell event space in downtown Livermore. Yes. um, We have hit her up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, quick plug. No, do <laughs> we it. have uh, multiple locations now. We have Livermore, Pleasanton, uh, the brand new um, Brentwood. And then we also have a wedding venue in Lodi called the Terrace. Uh, it's a beautiful three acre walnut orchard that has an Airbnb wow. and salon. Um, but yeah, so um, come visit us. Good morning, Maxwell.com. And yeah, thank you for this opportunity. I, I don't oh think I've God. sat down for an hour and talk about yeah, well, thirty-seven it years. The, it won't be the. It won't be the last. So yeah. we're gonna bring Joanne back on. So thank you so much, everyone, thank for joining. So and until next time, huh? bye.